So today, we're going to talk about your life, God's way, my life, God's way. And we're going to turn to Ephesians 1, if you have your Bibles. And if y'all want to stay over there, that's fine with me. Um, so... Ephesians, and I know makeup has run everywhere, but you know what? It doesn't matter because this is for God. I had to stop wearing my I, um, my lashes because every time I pray, one be up here and one be up there. So I just decided, you know, I'm, I love the Lord and, you know, the prissiness has to come after that. So Ephesians 1, 11 and 12. And it says... In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. So, basically what that is saying in the message version is, it is Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us. For glorious living, part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. So now I want to take you to Jeremiah 1 and 5. Because I think it's very important. I know it was for me that I understood who I am in the Lord. So let's go to Jeremiah 1 and 5. He said these words to me. And AJ, if you're on the line, he's saying these words to you. Before I found thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. So my father, he planted a seed in my mother that she carried around for nine months. I don't belong to my mother. I belong to the Lord. It is important that we understand that he created, he created that. In my mother's womb. I reached the lifespan. So also in 1 Corinthians 6.20. It says I've been bought with a price. Let's turn there. Because these are foundation of scriptures. To know that your life is God's way. Because if you've been bought with a price. Sorry I've got some scriptures here. For ye are brought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. See, Christ dwells in me already. He already dwelled in me. So God's life, with God's life and the way he wants you to live it because he created you. So he know the creator knows what you need, when you need, when you need it. So, if he created you, he know the life 
the, he, in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the thoughts and plans for your life. And it has some more there, but let's see if I've got it here, because I did put some scriptures down here, to prosper. I know that's in there. So your life, God's way, will not have eternal life if you're not living it for God's way. It limits your consistency with happiness, with joy, with peace, with the ability to think you can't do things because you can do all things through Christ. So let's go to Proverbs. I've got a few foundational scriptures here, so bear with me. Let's go to Proverbs 3 and 6. And I want to thank those that I know I'm in the message, but I forgot to do this because I, I got caught up in the spirit. I want to thank those that came out um, to support me um, that my husband shared with them to come and hear a word from God. So I want to thank them. Proverbs 3 and 6. It says, I am the way in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Now let's go up to four right quick. I'm sorry. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on our understanding. And there's a scripture that I thought was here, but I didn't write it down. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. So if God is going to give me the desires of my heart, why would I want to do it my way? We have to be careful not to go down the path of the world. Because the world, it brings us anxiety. It brings us pain. It brings us confusion. It brings us a lot of unworldly things. We have the choice between life and and death we have the choice between blessings and curses well which one do you want so in in order to understand if we want life or if we want blessings or if we want death and curses we got to commit and we got to commit to reading the word because I'm going to tell y'all something. I walked around in this life and I was probably it wasn't until I was. I think 47 that I had a warped view of what living a Christian life was. Yeah, I go to the club, I go sing on the choir, fall asleep on the choir, do everything. But that was the life because that's what I saw. I didn't understand that you needed to have a relationship with God. And when you have a relationship with God, you spend time with God. It's not that you just call on him when you need him. Yes, he's always with us, but you got to have a relationship with God. So when I started to read the word and I understood in Deuteronomy 28, 115, and this is the last of the um, foundation of scriptures. So let's go to Deuteronomy and it is a little long. Um, Deuteronomy 28. It says, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently diligently excuse me unto the word of the Lord thy God to observe and do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God would set thee on high above all nations 
of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city. And blessed thou shalt be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground. And the fruit of thy cattle. The increase of thy nigh and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall there be when thou comest. And blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. Thou shalt come out against thee one way and flee before the seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in that thou seest thine hand unto, unto and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself as he have sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in this in his ways and all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by thy name and thou shalt be afraid of thee and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of the body and in the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy ground and the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee the Lord shall upon unto thee his good treasures the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in its season and bless all the works of thy hands. Bless all the works of our hands and thou shall lend unto many nations and thou shall not borrow. We will not be, uh, we, we will be a lender, not a borrower. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail and thou shall be above only and thou shall not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and do them, and then thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve him. So basically, you can keep reading to find out what the blessings and curse, what the curses are. But I want to point out the blessings today. And I just want to sum that up. Basically, if you listen and you be obedient to the voice of God, you obey his commandments, he will place you on high. Genesis 1:27 said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion. So that means we could have dominion over everything in this earth. We have to get that to understand who we are, that we can have dominion. But it causes us to be able to follow God's way. He even said he'll bless our children. He will make us holy to him. That is his promise. God also says that he will give us good things. So why would we want to follow the worldview? The world can't give me what God can give me. If you look at Galatians 5.19, but we're not going to go there, it talks about the work of the flesh. But we have to, if we want to live this way, this want to live our life God's way, we have to commit. Pastor Keith has been talking about the commit, the um, committed passion. I know for me, I wanted something different. I was tired of just existing. 
I was feeling empty. I wanted to be filled up with something. Sometimes we can keep going around and around and around looking for that something when God is right there that you have to give yourself to him and just say, take me as I am. You can't try to clean yourself up yourself and then come to God. You got to ask him to take you where you are. And that's what I did. I wanted to understand I was tired of feeling like a failure. And it was right here in this word of who I am, what I could do, I'm more than a conqueror. It's right here. And that I've been called, we all have been called to serve a purpose. But we got to commit. And we can commit by connecting with God through his word. Prayer, trusting, and walking in faith. Now, I just didn't do this yesterday. This is an eight-year pre preparation. When I first came to God and I was turning my life on, I had to get rededicated because I didn't understand. I had a warped sense of what a Christian life is. Once I went down under that water, I believe it was with Inel and Mike. It sure was because my husband kept me down there just a little bit longer. I remember him saying that. I remember him saying that. And y'all, I'm going to tell you something. I'm being honest. After that, I rededicated my life to God. And he took all of those things, the smoking, the drinking, those things. I don't know if I had stopped before that time, but I felt like something was being birthed out of me. I remember one Sunday I was up here, Ty was pregnant. And the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and I was birthing something. And I think it was right after that that I decided to rededicate my life to God. And he says in Psalms 37, um, five, commit thy way unto the Lord and trust in him and he shall bring it to pass. And so we, I had to commit to his word. I had to learn what that meant. That meant, God, I want to come closer to you. Show me how to do that. And I remember that I don't know if anybody's in here that was part of this and the Baileys might have been here because we started out with the church first but I remember Pastor Keith giving us a challenge and that challenge was that we had to read five chapters in the Bible every night you were part of that five chapters in the Bible the chat you were part of that the chapters we had to read he wanted us to read one chapter in Genesis the next day we had to go to the other chapter in Genesis but then we had to read a chapter in Psalms we had to read a chapter in Proverbs we had to read a chapter in Matthews and Romans every night and then he wanted us to text him so we went on for one week. We went on for two weeks. And somebody said, well, how long we have to do this? And he said, forever. <laughs> and I was like, forever. But y'all, to, 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 <laughs> it did not take no more than 15 minutes. Now, we, I, we couldn't give God 15 minutes of our time. So then he came on back a few, few months later. I think that's when we started going into the fast. And he said, now, add an extra chapter. I was like, God, I got to read six. <laughs> so, but but y'all, what I began to see is how God started working in my life. And that's really, that's when I really started to see that there's power in his words. His word is true. So, because John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. 
So let's go to, you know, we know the familiar scripture, Joshua 1 and 8. But I like, but a lot of times we don't read the whole thing because when I'm praying, I know I don't say the whole um, verse. So let's go to Joshua 1, 1 and 8. Because it, the, these words has a lot of meaning to them. And, you know, one of the things is when I, let me tell you why I was not reading the Bible is because I didn't understand King James. And so because I didn't understand, you know how sometimes we don't understand something, we don't want to do nothing. So what I did is I had a, I had a children's Bible. Now, y'all know I try, some of y'all know I travel. So I would carry that children's Bible around with me. And my coworker said, what you doing with that children's Bible? I said, I'm reading it because I don't understand the King James, but thank God I have graduated. I can read a King James today, but it took a minute and you know, no shame in my game. I'll go back to the easy read in a minute when I don't understand something. So I'm saying I was committed to God and I could not let the fact that when I read King James, I didn't understand it be a um, hindrance to me getting what God had for me. So let's go to jo um, Joshua one and eight, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Again, it says it in the word. Why would I want to follow the world? If God is saying right here that your life, that if you read my word and you meditate it on it day and night, that I will make your way prosperous. Once you start reading the word, you will develop a better understanding of what God is speaking to you through the scriptures. And most of all, you definitely will grow closer to him. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you will go through, it is in your word. There's, um, 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 I guess what you call it in the back. It's not the concordance. Reference. There's reference. If you got pain. Turn to the back of the Bible, look up pain, read all the scriptures about pain because God is a healer. Reading the Bible is the only way that you're going to understand who you are. You're going to understand other people and you're going to understand situations. A daily dosage of his word helps you to believe in the supernatural. You will not develop a strong passion for God's word. You will develop a strong passion for God's word and you will begin to recognize the power that the word that was written, it has the same power in our lives today. It helps you to understand, to speak life into yourself. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself because there's no one around. So what you going to say greater than he that is in him that is in the world? I can do all things through Christ Jesus. If you if I delight myself, you will give me the desires of my heart that my ears haven't seen, my eyes haven't heard what you have for me. I mean, I may not be quoting it right, but those are scriptures. There's some scriptures that you need to learn. So when you're faced up a sense, not thy will, God, but your will, because this life is God's way. So the purpose, it even tells us in the Bible, the purpose of the Bible. Let's go to Proverbs 1 and 6. Now, in my study, I just discovered this yesterday. I mean, I know I'm supposed to read the word, but I did some I did some studying all week um, and, and just amazed how God just at the last hour just downloaded stuff to me because I was getting excited like, Lord, where are you? But anyway, Proverbs one and six, it says the verbs, the Proverbs of Sol Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instructions, 
to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtle, uh, wait a minute, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall obtain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and the dark sayings. So this is the reason why I had to keep reading. Because God gives you wisdom. God gives you understanding. He will help you learn to be wise. He will help you to accept correction and to understand the wise saying. He will teach you to develop your mind in the right way because the Bible talks about renew your mind. He talks about if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ and your Savior, you are a new creature in Christ. Behold, all things become new so the old ways can be established as Christ and also that, um, um, that you will become smarter. You will teach young people. It will teach you what you need. Um, also, you will gain understanding, learning to solve different, difficult problems. You will start to lean on God's understanding. You will understand that your ways can be led to destruction, could be led to destroy. And that was really big for me because when I come into Christ, I really wanted to love. I really wanted to know what true love was. And I remember a time that I just had to cry out to God and say, show me love. But God is love. So he can show you love because I kept wanting to try to guard my heart. And if I did that, I would be married to this wonderful man right there because I was trying to guard my heart from any hurt, any harm or anything just from our past. Lord, the God, when you read this word, it will help you strip you of your past. It will help you give forgiveness. You will be able to forgive people that hurt you in your past. But it's not until the words that you get written in your heart that you will never sin against him that is Psalms 119 so you have to read this word if you want to do this God's way there is no way around it you have to read it for yourself Psalms 33 and 6 says by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth this word has breath this word speaks life into us. Now, when you think about that, when I started meditating on that, it took me to Genesis 1, 2, and 3. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God spoke, and the earth was formed out of nothing. How much more do you think God can put the pieces of your life together? Stephanie and Gerard sung the song just a minute ago. Beautiful song. Because he's the one that created the, the universe. So the point is, this God, your life, God's way, is this word. We have to know that the word brings order to our situation. Think about the story in Ezekiel 37.7. When he obeyed God's command, so he prophesied. You can take this word and prophesize over yourself. You can take this word and prophesize over yourself. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and he prophesied there was a noise, 
and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together. Now these bones wasn't on a skeleton. These bones, it was a bone here. This is what I envisioned. A bone here and a bone there. And he made a rattling noise and those bones came together because his word has breath. He spoke breath of it. I was like, Ooh, wait a minute. It was not a valley of skeleton. It was a valley of dried bones. The bones was just everywhere and he brought them together. What a magnificent God. So he put it in order when the breath of God came, when Ezekiel prophesied the word of God. Um, so I don't know if you ever thought about this, but you can speak without using your breath. So when God spoke his breath came out and created what his word said, the powers is in the breath. All scriptures are God breathed. When you're going through a difficult time and you read something in the scripture, God's power has already been released to do what his word says. He said he's going to give you above and all that you could ever think of. That power has already been released. He said, call those things, be not as though they were. We supposed to be speaking his word. But sometimes we don't speak the word. We speak the things that we see in front of us. And now me and my husband has this thing about the word curse. We can't talk about what we see. We can't talk about the what if. We got to call those things be, no, be not as though they were. God's power has already released to do what the word says because he spoke it. His word brings things in order. You ever been around confusion? You start speaking in tongues and speaking, calling on God. And he calms that situation down. His word has power to put things back together. I th you know, I thought of the story of Moses as well in Deuter Deuteronomy 8, where he spoke, where he was in the desert for 40 years, and God was taking away his pride and he was testing him because he wanted to know what is in his heart. God do us the same way. We say we believe. We say we trust, but do we? He tests us. He put us in situations where he's testing us. We're probably all in a situation right now where he's, I know I've been in a situation this week because I had to bring the word and he was testing me. When Pastor Keith asked me, I said no, but he tests me in the service and I said yeah by the end of the service because I'm always saying, God, I'll do your will. I'll do your way, whatever you want me to. Well, that was my test. So in Deuteronomy 8 and 3, let's go there for a minute. Deuteronomy 8 and 3. Well, let's start at 8 and 1. This is when Moses, Moses um, all the commandments which I command these these days shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what is in thy heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments. And then it goes down to three. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee, he might make 
the, hold on, no, okay, that man doeth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doeth man live. That we need, so this is saying that we need every word that God speaks to us. His word teaches us how to live. His word teaches us how to pray. When you even go to Matthew 6, 9, shortly after Jesus died on the cross, he prayed a prayer in the Bible he wanted us to know before he left. He also, there was, that, that prayer is in John 17, 126. You can write that scripture down and go to it on your own. But he prayed a prayer for us before he died on the cross. And he said, I, he, and he told them, that he must leave expediently so we could have the Holy Spirit that is dwelling inside of us. Y'all, when I found out the Holy Spirit was dwelling inside of me, it brought some power to me. I'm serious because I didn't understand that, but I understood that the work, when you start reading the Bible, the work of the, John 16, 8, the work of the Holy Spirit is manifested in convicting the sinner of sin. Jesus said it in his word. So he asked, he said, I'm going expediently because he was leaving us with the comforter. He was leaving us with the helper that will help us to prove to people of the world the truth about sin and about being right with God and about judgment. So the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 14, he says, but the natural man, see, we can't do this in our natural. We don't understand the Holy Spirit, the supernatural, unless we come to God and we spend time with God. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him. Neither can he knew them because they're spiritually discerned. I remember while I was in the world, someone invited me to come to their church at six o'clock and pray. And I went and I'm sitting and I'm looking and I'm thinking they can pray for an hour. And I, was, I didn't go back because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it how they were worshiping God, but that was long years ago. But I was seeking, I was searching for something. Okay? Um, and his word says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That is in, but it was to us that God revealed these spirits, things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and show us God, show us the deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except God. And we have received that spirit so we know the wonderful things that God have us, that God has for us. In Galatians 2, God said, I'm crucified with Christ when we are trying to live this life God's way. We, it helped me to think about this scripture, Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet I but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son in God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that helped me to understand I had to deny myself, take up the cross, and follow him. If you want to live a life that you want to follow in God's way, 
we have to die to ourselves. We must die to ourselves to live like Christ. We must lose our life and walk forward in his. We must turn from our own ways. He wants us to go. We will truly, if we truly are believers. God is real. And when we trust in Christ, we are crucified with him. It is no longer my way. It's no longer trying to prove myself to people. It is I want to please God. So the death to self is a movement, is a moment of salvation for me. And everything after that thing as well. It talks about dying to ourselves. We learn that in our um, first foundational class. which wasn't our first, but it was... Um, survival kit no it was the discipleship class um, of following the cross and we learned that we are supposed to deny ourselves and take up the cross and I think that's where I really had another level of commitment because each time there's another levels of commitment in what ways are you still tempting to live according to the flesh and what errors have you put the cross down? Feeling like it's just too heavy to bear. I've come too far to turn back now. So I can't put this cross down. I got to keep going. Whatever it takes. God longs for us to be sorrowful and broken. Broken. So that we may find true rest and peace in him. He is our great comforter. He will. We have to trust in the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. And as I close, because this is a short message. God want us to connect with him by committing to read his word. By committing to pray. By committing to trust him. Because this is what he says. I'm going to read this message to you that is out of the Bible. And this is when Moses died. And this is his promise to you. And he laid a song on my heart. That once I read this, we will close out. But I have to sing the song. So the song is I will trust you, Lord until I die you know that so if you I don't know if y'all know that but that's okay because I'm going to sing it it might not be on key but that's what God asked me to do so this is what God is saying to you this is what God is saying to me and son this is what God is saying to you I'll tell y'all before I go into this one of the things that draw me closer to God is I knew I couldn't control my child I just birthed him. He belongs to God. And I wanted to save his life. And I saved his life because I got closer to God. And I was, my husband would tell you, I, all of our children, I cry out for them. But that's what really turned my life around because I didn't want him to end up like his cousins, his uncle. And I had to do something and I couldn't control it. 
I had to let God do his work. Because I know, and, and what I found out through those times and those things where he had himself in different situations is that he knew God. I put him on a bus to go to church. I didn't go, but he went. I mean, we talk about that now, and that's the best thing I could have ever done because he knows how to pull on God. So I don't have to worry about him. But if you want to save your family, you want to save your husband, you want to save your friends, you can't do it in your strength. You have to do it in God's strength. So this is for us. Moses died. Then the Lord spoke to Joshua. And he said, you, the people of Israel, will go into the land. I am going to give you, he said, I have given you every part of the ground that you walk upon. I promised Moses that I would do this. You will have all the land from the desert in the south to the mountains of Lebanon in the north. It will be from the river your fights to the great sea on the west. You will have all the land of the Hittite people. No one can stop you from taking this land as long as you live. As I was with Moses, I will always be with you. I will never leave you alone. Be strong and do not be afraid. You will lead these people to take the land. That is the land that I promised to give to thy fathers. Be strong and do not be afraid. Be careful. Do all the things that Moses told you. Do everything in this word. Remember to do everything that he told you. Then everything will go well with you. You will win everywhere you go. You must keep on speaking about the words of God's law. Think about what it says all the time. Then you will be careful to obey it. Then you will help yourself to do well and to win. Remember that I have told you to do this. So be strong and do not be afraid. God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of peace, love, and a sound mind. So remember that I have told you to do this. Do not be weak. But be brave. I, the Lord your God, will be with you everywhere that you go. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I die. I will trust in the Trust in the Lord until I die. Now I'm going to change the words a little bit. I'm going to obey his every word. I'm going to obey his every word. I'm going to obey his every word. 
until I die. I am gonna obey his every word. I am going to obey his every word. I am going to obey his every word until I die. I got one more verse. I'm going to bear the cross and follow him. I'm going to bear the cross and follow him. I am going to bear the cross and follow him.